Jean, 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 Jean. Music. Welcome to the New World Pictures Podcast, where we're going to talk about every movie released by New World Pictures and its affiliates. I'm Ryan. <laughs> With me, as always, is Mark. At the end of this podcast, I mean, when we watch every movie, it will be written up as my thesis. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this is. This whole thing is all of our theses. This is, oh. this is just my thesis. You guys are seeing it in... or. Hearing it in, in real time. We're real get doctorates and <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> and Erica. Bonjour, Ryan. <laughs> Bonjour, Mark. Bonjour, Jean. Jean. No, Sean? Jean. Her name is Sean. Jean. John. Sean. John. <laughs> Jean. Mark, who, Mark, real quick. This came up right huh? before we started recording. Yeah. Who is the guy from Night Court who's kind of always wore the suits and he was a lawyer? What was his that actor's name? John? Right. His last name, though? But his last name? John Larroquette? Huh. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, wait, hold on. I, I, I um... First of all... First of all, I'm pretty impressed with myself at pulling that name out because I don't think yeah. those words have actually come out of my mouth in You've twenty said something those. years. You've never said those words. I don't think I've ever said John Larroquette. Never said those but two words back to back. No, not together. I've said a lot of John, and I've said a few Larroquettes. <laughs> You've hurled a Larroquette here or there once in a while. I've been known. <laughs> That's what brought up the whole Gene comment. Because I say John Larroquette. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Uh, I mean, Jean John Larroquette. I'm just saying. Uh, we, we all have ways of saying names, is what I'm trying to say. However, I think in this particular context, her name is Jean. And by that, I mean the character from the movie we're going to talk about in this episode, 1987's Talking Walls. And roll love story. Paul's at work on his master's thesis, but he's got one problem. I don't know what makes a relationship work. So he decides to study people's sexual behavior through the lens of his video camera and finds the best way to get to the action is through the talking walls of his hotel room with a little remodeling, some one-way mirrors, and a lot more video equipment. Look at it! Paul's able to probe deeper into the quest for revealing the answer to how people relate with one another. But living the private fantasy lives of others only presents more unanswered questions. You did it, and I didn't even know you were doing it. I've never balled a conservative before. Hello, gorgeous. Eventually, perseverance pays off for Paul when he meets that special someone and learns of love. Romance. Talking walls, they tell it like it is. Quest. Boy, is <laughs> it fun. Can't say it hasn't been enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold. Was that VO in one point two five speed? Because it was, not. it was very fast, though, wasn't it? Wow! Yeah. Hold on, real quick. Larroquette. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, um, an actor who is wait. not appearing in 1987's <laughs> Talking Walls, which is brought to you 
by the Panasonic PK956, the perfect camera for spying on strangers during their most intimate moments. Armed with a built-in zoom lens, a one-inch monochrome viewfinder, and no sign of any thermographic capability in the manual found on the Internet Archive, the Panasonic (laughs) PK956 is the only way to record all the sex no one legally agreed to. <laughs> so, wait, hold on. That trailer made this sound like a comedy. Yeah. 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 Like an upbeat, like lighthearted, silly, so... wacky romp. It's gonna be fun! <laughs> By the way, if you, you, if you go back and listen to that trailer again, you will see just a snippet. This is the same trailer that's on the Blu-ray that I, that I found mm-hmm. online. You just that you purchased just, for me that I now own. Thank yes, you. correct. That is now in your home. It's a permanent part of your collection that you can never get rid of. <laughs> I'm legally bound to this Blu-ray. You I'm have not to allowed own the to ever Blu-ray get rid of it. Or nothing at all. <laughs> <laughs> or nothing at all. <laughs> So if you go back and listen to that trailer in the very, very beginning, it's actually, it, it's a trailer that's coming off of the trailer for Crystal Heart. So that trailer is the very end of that one and it goes into Talking Walls. So huh. Right. Yeah, I did recognize that because I watched yeah. the trailer. Because it's a, And I it's did a, think, I thought, at first I thought, oh, we're getting the trailer for Crystal Heart. Yep. So they were, I guess, promoting them at the same time, I, I suppose. Mm. So. And then after this, they do the trailer to Cover Girl, and I thought, well, that would be that'd be a double feature right there. Yeah, Talking Walls and Cover Girl. <laughs> oh, ooh, interesting. Oh. By the way, uh, everybody, this is our first episode of Febcest, where we are watching all the New World films that deal with obsession and being into stuff in an extreme way. <laughs> You know, John, this is the <laughs> see, I'm obsessed with how you say this name. Jean. Jean. Her name is John. Jean. All right. This movie was written and directed by Stephen Verona. He was also a painter and a photographer in his life. Um, and he had started out as a filmmaker, he, uh, making a short film called The Rehearsal, which was nominated for an Academy Award in 1972. And then he went on to co-direct and write The Lords of Flatbush, which starred Henry Winkler. I'm sorry. Yeah. Flatbush, That's a real movie? The Lords of Flatbush, yeah. The Lords of Flatbush? Flatbush is a neighborhood in, I think, Brooklyn, so that's oh, why all right. it's so well, named. You learn something new every day, Lark. What? Uh, and this started, <laughs> <laughs> this starred Henry, Week- uh, Henry Winkler playing a character that basically would inspire the Fonz, or... Maybe Sylvester Stallone's character. But in any case, uh, this was right on the heels of Happy Days and sort of this whole uh, obsession, if you will, with the 1950s that sort of sprung Mm. up in the 70s. And as I said, uh, this was also one of Sylvester Stallone's first lead roles before Corman grabbed him uh, for Death Race and Death Race 2000 and Capone. Um, Verona did not direct many movies, and this is basically the last movie he directs, at least the last feature film. Uh, His last actual directorial effort was the 1988 Angela Lansbury workout video, Angela Lansbury's Positive Moves. What? Wait. Hold hold the phone. Um, You know, Christmas is right around the corner. (laughs) Why wait? I mean... (laughs) Hmm. Uh, just any I, old great I've been job thinking gift. I need something to get me back in shape, and this could mm. be it. Yep. And this is, you wow. know what? And this is a move for the positive. Oh, hello. I'm so happy you could join me. You know, one of the questions that I most often asked is, how do you manage to work as hard as you do and still maintain your health and energy? Well, let me start off by saying that I truly believe a realistic attitude and a positive state of mind have contributed greatly to my ability to maintain these priceless gifts. This was based on a 1977 novel written by Mike McGrady called The Motel Tapes. 
McGrady was a journalist and he had co-written two Linda Lovelace memoirs in the early 70s and was responsible okay. for putting Tracking. together the, the 1969 prank novel Naked Came the Stranger, which he wrote. He basically is a journalist, asked a bunch of other journalists to contribute chapters to this book that they were going to make, they were going to pretend was a real book. It was a parody of all the sort of popular sexy novels at the time, such as the Valley of the Dolls. And he was like, write the worst chapter you can. And we'll put all these chapters together for this book. And then it became a huge bestseller because everybody loved it. So that's was the prank was that they were going to write. A, so the prank was on them. The, well, what you're I saying. mean, they thought it would do well because they were just going to write a terrible book because they thought these books were terrible. But in any case, whether the motel tapes was a parody itself or a book of actual quotes i am not sure there's not much information on it um did they have the sheep room in the book i I don't know but all i know is that the the synopsis says eavesdrop the car room did they have the car room did they i don't know what about the shoe what about the shoe room uh the synopsis says who wants to fuck in a shoe i don't a little I have never. Don't kink shame. Don't kink shame. She had Mark. so many children. She didn't know what to do. You want to know why? Because she loved to fuck. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. The, you know, I synopsis. thought I had a bit going there, but that bit came to a close very fast. <laughs> okay. No one cares. But here's the synopsis. Eavesdrop. <laughs> Eavesdrop on a motel room. You'll never get closer to the naked truth about men and women. I, okay, I guess. So that's. Like what you did there with naked truth. Yeah. And I guess that book then accounts for part of the movie because um, Stephen Verona still gets a story credit on this film. So I guess that only inspired part of the movie. Um, But in any case, this movie stars Sybil Danning. Wait, nope. Okay, nope. Not not starring. But um, wait, according to this box, it does star her, right? Yeah, she's top build. She's fourth build, and uh, she does show up for one brief scene without a line. But uh, that was good enough. (laughs) It actually stars two Canadian actors, Stephen Shellen and Marie Lorraine. Shellen had been floating around in various TV and movie roles before landing. Uh, in The Stepfather before this and followed Talking Walls with a role in Casual Sex. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember <laughs> that, that movie. Like you remember that one? Again? Yeah. <laughs> no, this one actually had a question mark. This had a question mark in the title. Lauren, meanwhile, was also... Sorry, it was 18. Again! That's right. That's right. <laughs> My bad. Sorry, <laughs> listeners. Lauren, meanwhile, was also toiling in various TV shows before landing in 1985's Creature... Before this, and then, and is now after extended break from acting, she's actually back at acting and writing in movies again. So this hmm. also stars Barry Primus as Professor Prof, Professor Hirsch. Primus, you should remember from Avalanche, where he played television host Mark Elliott, who eventually gets caught in a ski lift. Oh yeah, yeah. Is electrocuted yeah. and shoots to the to the ground. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I do uh-huh. now. Yes. Uh-huh. Primus was actually uh-huh. first introduced to Corman when he was cast in Corman's penultimate directorial effort, Von, Von Richthofen and Brown. And then he would go on to appear in uh, Martin Scorsese's Boxcar Bertha, which Corman produced. And this led to Primus appearing in other Martin Scorsese movies, such as uh, New York, New York, and most recently, The Irishman. And prior to this film, Primus had appeared in Space Camp, and New World's Jake Speed. <gasps> oh, wow. All the speedheads delight. Wow, speedheads. <laughs> when did he start the band? <laughs> when did he start Primus? <laughs> Jake Speed was a race car driver. <laughs> uh, here's, <laughs> here's where you can watch Talking Walls. Essentially, you're going to have to rent it if you want to watch it. You can rent it from all the usual outlets, however, it is available. Or you can get the Scorpion Blu-ray, which is distributed by Kino Lorber, which is how we all watched it. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, yes. And why not? Yes. And why not? Why not? We got, we, when, when those sales come through, honestly, Talking Walls is probably going to, it's, it's like five bucks. Just, just grab it. Why just not? grab it. Add it to your Don't collection forever. Don't expect a remastered copy. 
Don't no, expect this to have it's a, a good sound. I mean, it's a decent copy, but it's not VHS. You will want to turn up your TV. Yeah, but if you I, miss I, VHS, <laughs> you could also buy it on VHS, or you mm-hmm. could watch this. And you know what? Actually, cons- better considering how most of this movie is actually shot, or at least part of this movie is shot VHS. A VHS is actually not a bad way to watch this movie. No, not at all. Now it's time to find out what this movie is about. Got to find out. What's Talking Walls about, Mark? It's about how long it took in 1987 to basically make a PowerPoint presentation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Times were different. Times were tough. Times were tough. Times were tough. And this. It was hard. Extremely oh. high tech in terms of what he has going on, mm-hmm. uh, running all those cameras off his computer. I mean, woof, woof. I was sitting there yeah, going, "How tough. is he doing this with the tools he has on hand at the time?" Uh, don't know. Anyway, it was hard. Erica, uh, what is this movie about? Ryan, this movie is a comedy. Mm-hmm. It's a drama, right? It's uh, a love story, right? But most importantly, it's 85 minutes. So <laughs> go for it. That's, <laughs> well, that's funny because that part is not in the, the letterbox synopsis. I'll get to that in a second. For me, on first viewing, I thought this was a movie about a young man who ignores all the good advice sent his way, regardless of who says it. Mm-hmm. but yes accurate but upon second viewing i realized this is actually about a man's struggle to fix a soda machine <laughs> <laughs> yes and that's yeah. it that's what uh-huh. it's about you yeah. Know? that is yeah that's mm-hmm. true that was accurate mm-hmm. here's the letterbox synopsis which is you know on the nose really and uh, appropriate for the eighty for an eighty five minute movie, they have an appropriately short length synopsis. A sociology student films sexual encounters in a motel for his thesis and falls in love with a French girl in the process. <laughs> the the yeah. only thing that that sentence construction does though is that it does seem to imply that the French girl is a part of the people that he's filming. Which, in a way, she is later on, but she's not one of those early subjects. But nonetheless, right? Um, right. Right away, though, we meet a a very difficult uh, name to mispronounce, Paul, uh, and <laughs> Paul, 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 <laughs> Paul. It's me, you. Hey, nice to meet you. My name is Paul. <laughs> Dear Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Je m'appelle Paul. (laughs) The entire setup of this movie, as we just just went over, is that this is his master's thesis and uh, that his professor is watching. So that's how this what the whole movie is, is the professor puts in the tape. We're watching his whole thesis this Mm -hmm. entire movie. Yeah. So it's a very long, it's a lengthy for a thesis. It's pretty long for For a movie. It's got a good length. It's got a good length. Perfect length. For a thesis, touch on the long side. (laughs) We very, very quickly get to some key elements of this movie that the key elements of this movie uses exhaustively, which is voiceover Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. montages. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. For an 85 minute movie, there is about 15 minutes of musical montage. (laughs) Yeah, there is. I was trying to think of like another, I knew there was another movie. I don't think since uh, girls just want to have fun, have we had a movie that has gone from montage to montage in quite the same way? Like this is really built to just go from various montages. And he has to do, he only does that after he sets up his three rooms, which he tears through the walls in order to set up his two way mirrors in the car room, as we mentioned, Mm -hmm. the sheep room and the shoe room. I, and I'd like to pause for a second on that. Um, he doesn't just tear through. He he gets out a power saw or a mm-hmm. compound miter saw and decides to just start sawing into walls. Mm-hmm. First of all, he's not wearing a shirt. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-hmm. No. You that 
<laughs> if you're not wearing a shirt, it should come as no surprise that he's also not wearing safety glasses, which you mm-hmm. should always wear when using power. Only uh, when he goes to the floor. Tools. Only when he goes to the floor is he wearing safety goggles. Right. But he just starts cutting into the walls. Yeah. He doesn't check to see, is there electrical behind that wall? Right. Nope. You know, the, you need to be, when you cut into walls, you want to measure <laughs> twice, cut once for one, okay? Mm-hmm. But you do want to check, you want to check where are the studs. You want to get like a three-in-one or four-in-one stud finder. Is he crunching the numbers for the on tearing through the walls? Yeah. Wow. You want to look for the studs. You also want to look where... The electrical is. You don't want to cut into that. You could try to trace that from maybe there's an outlet on the floor, which I didn't see. Does Mark think that people watch this movie and was like, shit, I know how to put in windows into my house. Why am I hiring contractors? I know how to tear, I know how to bust up my walls. Also, power saw. No, 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 no. You could get like a drywall cutting tool. There's some really great ones from DeWalt or Milwaukee. But you can also go old-fashioned. Get an old-fashioned drywall saw. They work great. They can cut right in. So you want to measure your square. Drill four pilot holes. That'll help you get the sawing going. Cut out your square. So- I don't know why you guys are laughing. This is, I'm telling you, this is important. It's important safety for everybody. You want to make sure. Uh, did we interrupt a YouTube instructional video that you were? Did we... I just don't understand how you start cutting. You're not caring about it being square. You're not caring about it being level. You want to. I, I, what is he going to drill? How does he know that he's cutting out a hole that fits? The he doesn't size of care. That, Paul does not care about much of anything, yeah. uh, including people's privacy and their right to it. Or whether de- or not this the is... The deposit for the room? The security <laughs> deposit? He doesn't give a shit about that. Well, he he's, care. He's, he's living in the motel because uh, the old people that run it uh, allow him a room because he handles all the security cameras and fixes the VCRs and stuff. And if that seems ludicrous, let me tell you, kids that are maybe don't aren't as familiar with the VCR age, they were very hard for adults to manage. They could not figure these things out. They were something. Mark and I were very much key in our parents being able to understand mm-hmm. the VCR. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm. No, that, and that's true. But again, we also got free free room and board as a result. So, <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> I just think he, you know, that's that's that was fair trade in the 1980s. You also had a shoe themed room. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> And oddly, now that I think of it, a mirror above the bed. <laughs> Ew! Oh. oh God! Oh boy! Oh. Yikes! You took it too far. You took it too far. You have taken it too far. It too far. Oh, they were sneaking to the attic to watch me sleep. Ew. Oh, sister! So weird. Sister, your parents pulled a sister, sister on you. That's right. That's right. They did. Wow. They did. We also live by a swamp. This is all coming together. <laughs> Look at him reading. Aww. Right, right. Look at him picking his nose and reading comic books. What a cool kid. <laughs> He's the best. Um, one of those montages we were just talking about. By the way, I'm glad you brought up the saw stuff because Erica was furious. That he I was, was very using upset. Saw. So yeah. to be yeah. fair. I was I, like, why is he cutting drywall with circular saw? Just was, get a box cutter out. Just cut it. Yeah, it's drywall. She was very upset. Yes. <laughs> I was really pissed. Yeah. He, yeah. Or, or sheetrock, depending on what your you know, yeah. proclivity All is. All right. All right. I can't wait. This instructional video that you're going to put out is really going to be something. Just Mark and I fighting about how to cut into drywall. It's really great. It is going to be right up Talking there. Talking Walls with Mark and Erica. It's going to be. <laughs> so we're talking about walls today, everybody, and how to cut into them. 85 minutes later. <laughs> that, that video and that's is... how you cut into walls safely and paying attention to the right measurements. Now, we're going to hang some glass here, and that's in the next episode. Smash that subscribe button. <laughs> <laughs> like and subscribe 
I'm telling you, that is that video is going to be right up there with Angela Lansbury's positive moves. As a very young child, I was introduced to the most fundamental concepts of health and fitness by my mother, who took me along with her when she joined a group of women who met once a week in Regent's Park in London to practice movement and exercise. Plus, you have... It, this is a hotel in Hollywood, but it has a surfer hanging out mm-hmm. in, at the hotel. And they have a, a strip club in there, like somewhere uh, in the lobby. Yeah. Yes. They I, never get back to that. They show one scene where they're like, look, and the voiceover, again, voiceover is telling us, look at, yeah, this hotel's wild, but we never return to that strip club that's apparently in the hotel. Right. And also, this opening scene, this opening shot, is him doing the voiceover of the uh, Total Media Hotel and the camera showing a guy who's talking with a prostitute and then he gets scared and he walks away and the camera follows her and then it mm-hmm. shows the the surfer and the bodybuilder and then a couple of people about to go in a room and then it goes in and shows the owners of the hotel playing music. I guess they're like a, a, yeah, a little band. A yeah. little band. Is this New World Pictures' closest touch of evil opening of any movie oh, that they yeah, ever good made? Good call. Good call. Yeah, the big long single take shot. Mm. Eric was like, well, "What is that? What is all this?" <laughs> Real cinephile over here. <laughs> I was just kept thinking the whole time you were talking, and they had that great neon sign that said "One Night Stands Forever." <laughs> right, <laughs> which right. I was like. I kind of like that. <laughs> no offense, Ryan. I just like the neon. <laughs> I'm sorry I've taken you away from all those one night stands. I just meant I like the neon. <laughs> when I met you, you did talk often. <laughs> I mentioned my love of neon. I just thought what an interesting thing to put like in a neon sign. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, back to that touch of evil. Huh? <laughs> boy, boy. It, it is. I'm trying to. Well, now I'm trying to think of there any other like single take shots yeah. like that. In, I don't think in there the is. World movie. I don't it, know. And it's a it's a surprisingly long single shot for for a new. Yeah, world we'll have to movie. look out for that this year and uh, see if that becomes a category at the Worldies. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, it could. Also, if you when you put up the glass over the hole, you're gonna want to cock that really well wow. because the that, sound what are you talking about at this point are you still talking about construction <laughs> i don't understand that's when our youtube video Whoa, becomes wait really uncomfortable why did we get so many hits <laughs> <laughs> this thing is taken off <laughs> this is just our a whole lot of cock episode somebody <laughs> Somebody's taken just a short clip of our video and they put it on TikTok and it's got 100,000 views. And it keeps showing me talk about the cocking process in slow motion 50 times. Uh, By the way, this montage in there basically could have wrapped up, I felt like, his entire thesis. Because one one of the couples in this montage of groups... Is a happy couple, and the happy couple is the old couple, yeah, which yeah. are in there. And I'm like, talk to them because they're an old couple who have rented a themed room in a motel to have sex at their age. Yeah, right. You yeah. need to talk to that couple, Paul. If you are looking for answers, <laughs> they have pull, it. Pull, 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 pull. <laughs> Pull. Yeah, she, you need to talk to that couple her and Jean say or Jean. <laughs> she needs to call him Pool. <laughs> he needs to talk to that old couple and say what has gone wrong in your life that you need to rent a hotel room to have sex. Mm. Or actually, we don't know if they have sex. They go in there and they just cuddle. They might be just sleeping, but oh, sleeping in the themed room. That's the dream. That's the dream, though. <laughs> Whatever's happening to them, he doesn't talk to them, and that's a huge mistake. Because I'm yeah. like, you that solves your paper right you or paper, your your videotaped thesis right there. Paul. Oh. I told you! I told you! <laughs> well, did she drag that one out? Paul. Like it's four letters. It's also accompanied by some images of croissants. 
That's what he loves. <laughs> croissants. Croissants. He does. He he croissants. also loves he also loves brown loafers uh, on white socks. athletic oh. white white oh. athletic socks. What a also and that His... shirt that looks like he's like wearing a painter's smock or like a night mixed with like a knight of the round it table. Had, it had a <laughs> neckline. It has a flap and it reminded me of the Star Trek uniforms from Wrath of Khan. <laughs> right. Where those little flaps that you can button or right. go loose. <laughs> you know his fashion choices are questionable at best the scene where he they gets run the gamut. when he finally has a run-in with with jean mm-hmm. and as is sean as i thought her name was Jean-Hard. the entire film <laughs> oh sean he's dating a girl named sean that's interesting mm-hmm. um no anyway when he has a big confrontation with her that's when he's wearing leather pants yeah for the first time yeah. and only time mm-hmm. i was like yeah why that choice for this outside on the college campus looking place. Do you think he picked his own wardrobe? Uh, mm. Could be. Maybe. It could be. They spent because all that money his... on that first shot of. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And they were like, right. Guys, you get it's a wardrobe's up to you. Yeah. <laughs> Rest is on he, you. He has no, there's no consistent theme. Uh, no. His outfits no. are wild. Also, this movie demonstrates that if that if you're a professor in at a college, you're gonna get your steps in because you're gonna be spending a lot of time walking around. In fact, yep, yep. he's <laughs> never walking, he's in class one you're time. Never right. He, he's in class one time. That's interrupting his on the walking board. time. Yeah, <laughs> and that's actually he was like, I'm about to take off, guys. Here's the reason why. <laughs> I gotta get going. I gotta get walking around campus. I'm gonna go. You're gonna have a substitute. Here's my reason for leaving. And also, I have princess parking wherever. Yeah. <laughs> Always right there. Do you want to park in the lot? No way. I want to walk right out the building and get in my car. On my way to sex. <laughs> Shouldn't you put the top on your car? One night stands forever. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Oh, um, Thermographics. We need to talk about that because uh, I'm not sure it does what Pool thinks it, it does. Pool, pool, pool. It, it pool. does not. <laughs> like showing that my crotch is potentially warmer than the rest of my body does not mean that I'm falling in love. It just means that I'm overheating and that my balls are sweatier than the rest of my You're body. Not crotch. That's what he's figuring out. That's what he's writing his thesis on. I just felt like how unfortunate if it landed on me, it would just be like, my God, her armpits are just like bright red all the time. (laughs) Boy, oh boy, is she in love. (laughs) Titties ice cold, armpits flaming hot. (laughs) Didn't expect that. That's really thrown off the thesis. Tell them everything. Yikes. That's, yeah. The cameras, essentially what he thinks they're doing is they are telling him everything about people's inner desires. What he's truly getting is predator vision. That's what he's getting. (laughs) 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 See, now. Over here. Finally, <laughs> finally, you guys quote some movies I'm familiar with. <laughs> but we're supposed to believe. Oh my god! Or nothing at all. Or nothing at all. The mashup we never knew we wanted. Right. Predator talking and talking walls. Predator talking walls. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna like. I'm gonna drill into these walls so I can see what predators are really like. <laughs> 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 and the predator looks this up and a- just sees his blurry red shape. <laughs> it's like I know you're looking at me. I'm Pre- using thermographics. He he freaks out about these thermographics. Uh, like they oh he loses his mind over it. Like he's cracked the code. Yeah. All the while though, we are led to believe that this person who is in his early twenties, mid twenties, mm-hmm. yeah, does not understand how relationships work. I mean, right. he says, I don't understand how they work. I don't understand how intimacy works. Really? Yeah. At 25 yeah. years old? And also, like, you know, he's a pretty handsome guy who's in good shape. And, like, you know, right. nothing, to say nothing of the guy who, you know, the actor, uh, Stephen... Um, Sondheim. Stephen Sondheim, <laughs> who plays him. It was a really... 
I, 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 I found that so much. I thought that was out of the box casting. I really thought that was pretty darn good. Um, Stephen Shellen, I'm sorry, but he yeah. he does a great job at everything. But you're looking at him, you're like, it's hard for me to look at him and go, guy just doesn't understand relationships. Never really had them. Doesn't understand what they could be. You know, because right. he's, yeah. he's you. If you would cast somebody just slightly more normal looking. Maybe it's slight, you know, slight nerdiness. You mm-hmm. know, I might be a little bit more like, oh, this guy just doesn't he hasn't been in a relationship. He doesn't know. It's also strange because he doesn't have any consistent habit that leads you to believe why he is doing what he's doing. For example, he's not like <clears throat> Anthony Perkins in Crimes of Passion. That's like a, you know, super peeping Tom kind of person. He's, he's yeah, he doing hasn't this. figured it out like Anthony Perkins did in Crimes of well, Passion. His his shirts are clean, so that's really that's one of the he's gotten one thing giveaways on that Anthony he, Perkins he has his shit together. But he also he drinks sometimes, not consistently, right? Just right. occasionally, he has a couple cigarettes during the movie. Anyone right. who's a consistent smoker or is a real smoker is going to smoke more than just in the van and just one time while filming. He, he, and then one time, one time he's smoking weed. Like he yeah. doesn't have any habits. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like, mm-hmm. what, like what, what are you into? I can't tell because well, he's every day is a new beginning. Well, he's only smokes when he can bum one. So he's that guy. Oh, <laughs> right. He's that guy. <laughs> also, I like that he has the like a loose ashtray over the transmission of his van. Speaking of which, even in 1987, you could get a more modern van than what he's driving around. That's like an early 70s Econoline van. Hmm. He couldn't get anything better? Hmm. Can we go back to cutting the walls? (laughs) I'd like to talk about this some more. (laughs) This seems like your other YouTube video called Van Choices. <laughs> Gentlemen, uh, ladies, <laughs> let's talk about your van choices. No, oh, I think that nothing has brought us to this point, and nothing will make this segue smoother no, than it's, this. It's so smooth, it's really smooth. But the you pause know, always helps. <laughs> you know what, Mona Mies? I think it's time to talk about. Things we adored <laughs> and things we detest. <laughs> yep, we're going to talk about the things we love and the things we hated about talking walls. Mark, what's something that you loved? Um, I love John's propensity to dress like she could get a call back at any time for an episode of Little House on the Prairie. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, either that or uh, Anna Green Gables. Like she is, yeah, she's her her she's, fashion she, choices. She goes are... between like wearing a full robe and wearing and walking um, out of a Henry James novel. Like yes. she does, like it's like one or the other. Yeah, it's right. like yeah, I've I've put a carpet around my shoulders or I'm Daisy Miller. It does it's one. It's just one or the other. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's, it's some it's, wild, some wild swings wild. with her wardrobe too. Uh, yeah. But I'm hers is a little bit more charming. His, I'm, oh, sure. You know, yeah. That's why it's the thing I loved because it's charming. Mm-hmm. And uh, his are just confounding. Erica, what's something you loved? I love the music. Oh, my Same. God. Same. What? Yeah. How long do you think they workshopped that? Do you think they try to do, it's better in the shoe? (laughs) (laughs) Better near the sheep. (laughs) Oh, the sheep room. But just sheep hanging out there. That had to be the room that the the, the old folks were in. Because that's they were like, oh, it's a sleep room. Let's cuddle up and go to sleep. Were they in the sheep room? I don't don't remember. They might have been in the car room. No, I don't. Yeah, they were in the car room. Yeah. I think they were in the car. The shoe room was the the 
the karate people. Karate people in the shoe room, yeah. Yeah. Yes, the karate karate people. people. Mm. So memories. Um, Yeah. (laughs) Music is terrific. The the kind of montage of the rooms where we do see karate people Mm -hmm. who are doing like the worst karate moves. Terrible karate, yeah. And then they just kiss. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, the the music is by Richard Glasser uh, on Better in the Backseat. Lyrics by Sam Cunin and vocals by Joe Toronto. That's who sings better in the backseat. Also, my favorite thing. I love the music in this. There's several songs. Mm -hmm. Richard Glasser was a musician who then started working as a composer, by the way. Obviously, Mm. I think this is his first composed film. He goes on to do a bunch of like TV movies. This 1990 thriller Night Eyes, which I now... (laughs) I was like, ooh, oh. that one looks good. Yeah. Like to see that. Uh, and then he starts working his way up in terms of like the corporate film studio music ladder. And he eventually does, becomes the head of music for the Weinstein Company. So he was the executive in charge of music for Hellraiser Judgment and Hellraiser Revelations. Oh. Wow. The guy who wrote that song. Wow. Better in the backseat. Was in charge of the last, the last two Hellraisers before the most recent one. Do you think but, he brought up better in the backseat when he was talking about his credentials to do with the Hellraiser right, songs? Right, you think he was like, right. they're like, so what have you done in the past? Well, let me play you something. Uh, <laughs> let me just, play you on. a tune. I got here. this. I got to pull out this tape deck and. <laughs> The pain and suffering. <laughs> oh, I have such back seats to show you. <laughs> yeah, I love the music. I'm, I'm with you. I just, yeah, this, th- that song, it's catchy as hell. It's not it my normal time. style of music, but man, mm-hmm. you hear it once and you're just like, better in the backseat. Oh. Like you're just, it's just, it's in your head. It lives I'm in your head. It just opens up a space in your head. Says, "Hey, I'm living here." If yeah. you want to see me, you have to drill through the walls and the floor. Uh, also, what's nice is that they don't they don't shortchange you on that song. They play no. the entire song no. from start to finish. They play it often. Yeah. Often. Yes. And then if you get the Blu-ray, which you all should, then you get to uh, enjoy it just on the menu screen. Mm-hmm. 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 And it just repeats. Yeah. Right. And it's just like. Which will make you, which will have you asking yourself. Should I hit play or just let it right. go one more round? <laughs> Maybe I'm just going to listen to this one more time. Just this snippet of this song. <clears throat> All right, let's switch to things we hated. Mark, what's something you hated? Um, I, I, I hated the shoe room. I don't know who wants to fuck in a shoe. <laughs> And I know that you have Wait, you, you have presented, to get in the shoe, you, you, you in presented, the shoe, or on the shoe. It uh, you presented a sound counter argument, Erica. But <laughs> at no point, if someone was showing me the menu of themed rooms that I could go and get my my bold chalkboard sex on, um, <laughs> if they were like, "Well, we have a sheep room," I'd be like, "If we have the backseat of the car room, uh, uh, we have the shoe room." Hard no. Why would you want to be in a shoe? Mm-hmm. No one. Uh, yeah, that's not appealing at all. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I don't like the shoe room. <laughs> no boom boom in shoe room. <laughs> Erica, what's something you hated? I hated the ending. Yes, I yeah. hated it very much. Yeah, <clears throat> I absolutely hated it. To go through all you've gone through, and you know, this movie does take. As fun as many sections are, as charming as some of the leads can be at times, mm-hmm. you're like, you make it through all that, and then he goes through his voiceover conclusion at the end of the thesis, and you went, really? Really? Yeah. That's yeah. the end, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It was just a big wow. letdown. Okay. Big old letdown. <laughs> like, no one, and I mean a collective filmmaking crew, and a voiceover that you could have rewritten a thousand times, like... That's your conclusion. Like, yeah. But anyone who's watching this movie, when he's presenting his thesis at the beginning, all of us, whether we wanted to or not, said, I know what the answer is to this thesis. 
And it is what he says at the end. It just takes you 85 minutes to get there. Yeah. Yeah. You know what the answer is going into this movie and you'll get it at the end. And you'll <laughs> right. be like, oh, yeah, sure. I just think okay. my dream ending would have been then the camera because it ends on the it ends on voiceover and you see the professor kind of finishing watching it and that's it. I wish then it would have flipped over to thermo thermo vision <laughs> to donner to to predator vision no, to to right. thermo vision yeah to predator vision and we just see that the whole professor's whole body is just hot just hot you super said, hot boom <laughs> fiend uh for me uh you, you know i just this movie was so sloppily edited that it's 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 hard to ignore a little bit of it. Like it's yeah. already two movies because you have the like people in the rooms that he's watching, and then his story, and he's like meeting this girl, and he's starting to fall for this girl. But just and they're it feels disjointed in that way because it's like two separate things, mm-hmm. even though they do crisscross because he finds uh, Gene uh, in a room with the professor, John, John, <laughs> John. Bon. <laughs> Gone. Long. <laughs> Whatever her name is. And then there's like a section where like he sees, so he finds him in the room and then he's all pissed off because he sees them together. And then like the next couple scenes, they're like Roberto shooting the Coke machine. Mm-hmm. Then Paul seeing the professor, at, uh, uh, you know, and he has to show him the footage so he shows him the footage of the guy having sex with a sex doll. Mm-hmm. Oh, and oof. then they go back to him being upset about about Gene, and I'm like, "What? This is so odd." And it's clearly they wanted to like, they got a little serious, and so they wanted to throw in some comedy and then get back to the seriousness. And it's this whiplash thing that ends up happening because mm-hmm. you're like, just stick with like, you could have put all that stuff. After she walked away from him, was like, I don't know, you're not being honest with me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave. Then he has to like the professor's like, show me some of your thesis. I got to make sure I check on it. Then you see this guy. Then he finds the two of them together. Then he has this downfall. Like, don't. I just bring up this one moment of like, this is how this movie just kind of shifts all over the place. Mm-hmm. I have to ask, and I think that's a really great point, and I want to just kind of add to that i and i legitimately asking this as someone who is not an, an actor and did, was never trained in any way to be an actor unlike the two of you um the editing it seems to me that there are many scenes and the last scene before they cut back to the professor is a perfect example where they needed to have cut the scene a lot earlier and it feels like they ran out of lines but the camera was still rolling, so they just tried to make shit up. Like, he's telling her, I love you. I'm never going to leave you. They kiss each other. Camera's still rolling. And he says, I've learned a lot. <laughs> right. You're and, talking you're, about and you're thinking. The reconciliation scene, which is, yeah, right. again, shot much like Touch of Evil at a single shot. Right. It's one shot, but it's too long. And right. you get, it feels as though they are trying to figure out how to fill in the gaps. That that to me seems more like not that they're making stuff up, but they are like not remembering what exactly the last couple lines were. <laughs> and they had to make their way through it to the, oh, got it, they got those last lines. And they said, sorry, we had to kind of riff a bit. We were just trying to find what those last couple lines were. And the director was like, you kidding? I loved it. That's gold. That's all going in. <laughs> Should we do close-ups? No. We'd use this one take. We're good. We're good. We don't need more than this. <laughs> this is fine. Okay. No, um, that makes sense, too. All right. Let's get into our favorite scene. Mark, what was your favorite scene? My favorite scene, without question, is when Poole takes off his clothes <laughs> and runs down the yes! train tracks train track. for yes! no fucking reason at no, all wait a you've never been heartbroken enough to just strip <laughs> off all your clothes and run down the, an active never. train track ne- yeah. never that has oh, never happened dude also not when lucky. there is not, <laughs> also not when there's someone else running <laughs> down the track towards me yeah. but what i love person? too 
Is Another he, person is saw he, him running and they stripped off their clothes. They're like, this is what we're doing. We're also, I so love filled with heartbreak. <laughs> he strips off his clothes. He jumps up and down. And when he lands, you can tell that his foot landed on something sharp. Because he kind of yeah. does a little hop. Yeah. And then he starts walking. He starts running a little bit gingerly down yeah. the, the track. It, it is And great. I think yeah. it's so funny that they didn't, again, like the last scene, the reconciliation scene. They didn't cut it be like, cut, cut, cut. Let's brush off those train tracks. Let's give that another shot. Mm-hmm. They went, yeah. that, no. That well, was there's perfect. also shooting it like right at like dusk or whatever. So they probably didn't have the light. So they were just trying to get that shot before, you know. No. Thanks for yeah. fucking up my explanation, but sure. I'm, <laughs> I'm sure it was the light. I thought you wanted to educate. Oh, we're not. This is this is my YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> my YouTube video is two and a half hours of me explaining this movie. Yeah. <laughs> shot by shot it has th- it has three views it's weird it's not taken off guys it's odd and erica and i are two of them and to be honest i i definitely watched it a couple times just to make sure that there wasn't a weird edit so <laughs> uh all right uh, erica your favorite scene that was also my favorite scene yeah, I called it out while we were watching, and I was hard, like, "Wow, yeah. that's it's, terrific!" It I mean, really, you get, yeah. You get full man buns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it, yeah, it makes no sense. I've never been heartbroken enough to get naked on train tracks and I just don't know. run down them. Yeah. Maybe we'll see. You know, towards another person. Yeah, my favorite scene was the falling in love montage, which is to the tune of "Making It With You, Baby." Mm-hmm. It seems like it took forever Till we finally got together Baby, you were all of the waiting Cause even in my dreams I never felt this right Making it with you, baby. Making it with you, baby, for the first time. Mm-hmm. Was this was this before or after Steve Perry was in Journey? <laughs> I think it's like, <laughs> isn't it during? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I love this scene because it. For one, we talk about the outfits they have. Mm-hmm. She's got fingerless gloves and like a little hat, and she, oh, again, looks very Henry James esque. But they're running around. They're hanging out in trees, holding hands, but mm-hmm. in separate parts of the tree. Mm-hmm. Not on the same branch. Yeah. Nope. Nope. He's like they, slightly higher in the tree. He's than her. higher, reaching down. They go to a little league game. Yeah. Did you see that section? Mm-hmm. What yep. do they do? Yeah. People are like, "Are you? Is your son playing? No, we're just. No, nope. we're dating. Maybe we're yeah. in love. We don't know. We don't know what to call this yet. We just thought we'd see some baseball. What is happening? <laughs> they then maybe they... steal a puppy. Yeah. <laughs> a puppy suddenly on a blanket. Like what is happening in this scene? It was like it just was filled with. Amazing they moments. They lay down and make out on the roof of a building? On the roof of a... And start doing dances. <laughs> what are you doing on the roof? <laughs> People are like, get down, sir. This is a he's got to jump. Oh, no, he's just in love. <laughs> it's often the same thing. <laughs> we get those Either, confused all yeah, the I'm time. I'm going to leap to my death or I'm in love and I'm excited. It's one of the other. I knew he wasn't going to leap to his death because he wasn't naked. <laughs> Oh my god, I love that scene. It's just amazing. All right. Now it's time for final questions. Here are our final questions oh. for Talking Walls. Um, did you recognize the actor who played the guy who loved Jerry Falwell? 
I did, and I couldn't place him. It was driving mm. me crazy. Uh, the, the, the actor's name is Hunter Van Leer, and he is from Halloween 2. Right! Yes! Yes! I've I seen that like, movie so many shit. times that it was like, I know this guy very well. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Lord. And, but he also is in Under the Boardwalk from New World Pictures. So yeah. we will see him and maybe a role that isn't two lines. <laughs> we'll see. I'm not much of a ban- banjo player, but uh, Don's banjo was out of tune. Am I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not much of a banjo banjo player, which implies that you are a little bit of a banjo player. So why don't you tell us? Yeah, I mean, it sounds pretty out of tune. Um, <laughs> we talked about the scene already. It's your favorite scenes. So when he does run down the train tracks and he's mm-hmm. naked, what happens when he catches up with the other person that's running towards <laughs> him? High five. Just a high five. <laughs> yeah. That's do all you got to do. Do they jump to do oh, it? Oh, yeah. They, yeah. 100%. Yeah, it's a leap high five. It's, and it's they both where land you... and then cross. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> keep running. Right. But it's one of those, like, you. he comes up and you think, are we doing the high five or the chest bump? But they ultimately, they go for the high five. Chest bump's yeah. a little aggressive. Yeah, yeah. No, you, you could also, you could do some damage, you know? <laughs> right. You could bump right, noodles right. there and it could really be. <laughs> <laughs> Bumping noodles with Ryan. <laughs> That's my YouTube video. That's yours. Um, it's about two really smart people just talk, going head to head on a topic. Oh, but also you're fully naked when you do it. It's called bumping noodles. Bumping noodles. When we agree with each other, we just slap each other's dicks. <laughs> yeah, with our own dicks. Dick or dick. I have several dicks. I can uh. take a. I can, I can uh. choose. Uh, uh, did we talked about that scene where he smokes weed? Did he make a bong out of a rain stick? <laughs> yes. I yep. hope so. Just yes. Just, just took that saw, just, just like cut it in yeah. half, and then he dumped the beads out he and was like, "Okay, here we go." Or whatever's in it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh man. God, those things are annoying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> Says the guy with very specific van choices. <laughs> I only like a specific kind of van, and I hate rain sticks. <laughs> I want to hear real rain, or or nothing at all, or nothing at all. Uh, um, do you remember the days when, in order to find someone, one of your best and most sensible options is to just drive around looking for them? <laughs> Right. Say yeah. to yourself, find her, find her, yeah. find her. Let me go to the yeah. favorite spots. Cafe, yeah. no, odd. And then, of course, College, she's at no. the hotel, dude. Right. <laughs> oh, boy. You check the footage, you know. Also, how does Jean... Jean. React... John. <laughs> how does she react when she finds out Paul was watching her have sex with a professor and just doing bong rips? <laughs> I don't think that she, unless she heard the, the 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 beads being cut off from the bottom of it. I don't think she heard him or would have recognized it. No, but I mean, now that they're together at the end, like, how does he? What happens when he brings that up? When he chit chats about that? I think she's French, so she just underreacts. Mm. She's like, whatever. Right. Finally, I know you guys are not sociology professors, at least not professionally. But what grade? Does Paul get on his thesis? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. I mean, um, the animation uh, from the very beginning alone is maybe a C. Yeah. I feel like the professor hated Paul. I mean. Oh, definitely. He, he's aggressive to him from the beginning. He's aggressive to him from the beginning. He doesn't trust him. He sleeps with his girlfriend, mm-hmm. so I mean, mm-hmm. shit. I think he flunks him. Mm-hmm. I think he's not on his side. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I'd say a D. He's going to get a D. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to get a D minus at best. 
Right, but it's it, here's the thing: the, the professor doesn't want to fucking see him again. Yeah, especially not well, in his class. Yeah, that's true. So he's gonna give him a D. He's not gonna get a good grade, mm-hmm. but he's gonna pass the class, mm-hmm. so he doesn't have to come back again. This was not a question I originally had in mind, but like, do you think when his teacher was in class writing sex, that was a, a class that Paul was not at? And he was just like, I'm about to have this with Paul's girlfriend. He gave Paul a D because he already gave Jean a D. His D. John. Jean. (laughs) He was not good noodles with John. What if at the the end of the train tracks, it's the professor? But it's funny you bring up the class because I automatically assumed that Paul was not in the class mm-hmm. and he was just writing sex mm-hmm. on the chalkboard mm-hmm. just for shits and giggles. But if it's part of his thesis, of course, Paul would have to be there, right? Paul. <laughs> but I think <laughs> I didn't get the sense that Paul that Paul attended a lot of the classes. No, I think yeah, he was no. he was the kind of guy that came in at the end, submitted the thesis. So I, I think don't think he, he went in the there class. with a camera, set it up on the tripod, record, and he was like, I'll see ya. I gotta go. <laughs> see ya. Gotta I'm go. So when he was writing sex, it was actually Poole who had just set up a camera and, right. and said, I'm just out. recording it. Yeah. So then the teacher was just fucking with him by writing Probably. sex on the chalkboard. Mm-hmm. Ah, now it's all coming together. I mean, yeah, definitely gives him a bad grade. Yeah, and sure. is probably subsequently let go for not shutting this whole thing down from the beginning by the university and for sleeping with like, a student. Sleeping with a student, but he's like, worth it. <laughs> Can't say it wasn't enjoyable, as he says in the trailer. Uh, all right, so here's a brief amount of research. It's impossible to find anything about this movie. I'm not even sure if this got a theatrical release. IMDb lists uh, August 1987 as the video release, so. This may have gone straight to video. That would be my guess. I mean, New World logos in the very front of this movie. It's a New World movie. They, I don't know if they funded it, but they picked it up and they certainly yeah. slapped their name on this. So, you know, but I don't know if it ever got into theaters. The exteriors of the hotel, uh, at least the exteriors, I'm sure the, in, the uh, rooms and all that stuff were probably sets. But the exterior is, is the famous Tropicana Motel in West Hollywood. which was a one-time owned by Baseball Hall of Famer Sandy Koufax Mm, and was also frequently used by musicians and artists in the 1960s and 70s. Tom Waits used to live there at times. Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham of Fleetwood Mac reportedly landed their recording contract while staying at the motel. And it was torn down in 1987 to make way for a multi-million dollar Ramada Inn, which is, I believe, still there. I'm Mm. not 100%. Hmm. Um, I, I would, I would That's guess even that if they were using this in 1987, obviously they don't shoot it in 1987. That's when it comes out. But, um, so I'm not sure when they shot this 85, 86, who knows? I have a feeling I, I have, I get a sense this movie may have sat on a shelf or took a lot of time with editing. I don't know, but I have that sense. And, uh, I wonder if they got access to the hotel because nobody was using it. I, Right. We'll, we'll see. Probably. Um, Probably. But the pool was very clean. So someone, it was. You know, it was I mean, very clean. But they seemed to yeah. get some amount of run on the place, which, uh, but I, I have no idea. I have no idea. Listed as the editor and creative consultant uh, is Jonathan Lawton. And this is his only credit on IMDb. However, there are more credits for the name he would use after this, which is J.F. Lawton who started writing scripts as he worked in post-production as a young man, eventually selling a script called 3000, which became Pretty Woman. Huh. No kidding. He he would go on to write uh, Under Siege and create the Pamela Anderson series VIP and co-wrote the 1992 movie Mistress with Barry Primus, who directed that movie. Huh. And then he wrote and directed a low-budget 2008 movie called Jackson about two homeless dudes starring Barry Primus. The two of them are like buds. Uh-huh. Wow. Uh, Lawton started working, actually, for Charles Band uh, initially, doing post-production on some couple movies that, that never came out. And then he made his uh, directorial debut 
writing and directing Cannibal Women in the Avocado Jungle of Death for Empire Pictures. So that was his first movie that he made. I remember that movie. How he got added to this production, why he was made creative consultant is a mystery to me. And I d- again, I looked at this movie, as I said before, like a couple different movies. And at the end, when he goes through the final montage of going, okay, I'm going to like look at all this footage and figure this thing out and run all the data through the computer, which again, I don't know what the computer, what you'd have to write a program that would then interpret this data. I don't know how. The computer wouldn't have yeah, done shit. The computer this is back does, though. Yeah, but whatever. When people didn't have a strong understanding of what sure, computers can sure. and can't do. So you could say just about anything. People would be like, well, sure, yeah, I yeah, guess. Sounds, sounds right. Um, and so... I you see a lot of the footage of the people in the room and it's different footage. I guarantee all those scenes, all those little vignettes of the people in the rooms was much longer. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that this like movie just turned turned over a, a, again and again. And so the fact that this editor who's a young guy starting out in the industry is suddenly made a creative consultant, my guess is that there was a lot of changes in the editing. And I'm doing this with zero context clues other than that. So I could be very off base, but it was just like it. I just saw the opening credits again. And I said, editor and creative consultant. That's odd. I have a feeling there's a lot of restructuring and just refiguring out what this movie is. Bring that actor back in. Let's do more voiceover. I feel like that's how they settled on this movie, mm. but I could be yeah. wrong. We'll see if we can find out, but it was, uh, that's about the best I could do. I searched high and low. I listened to several interviews with Stephen Verona, the director. But again, they're all about Lords of Flatbush. It's uh, right. it's <laughs> it's just this. Nobody is talking about this movie. This She's is still not stuck a movie. On that. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It sounds like a porno. <laughs> She's got a flat bush. I like it. Uh. I'm the lord of it. I want it. (laughs) I want that flat bush or nothing at all. Or nothing at all. All right. Well, that's it. That is our first episode of Febcessed. Have you seen Talking Walls? If so... Do write us about it, please. Please. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, wherever you can find us. Please find us. Tell us what you think about Talking Walls. We've seen this movie now. I've seen it three times. I need to talk to more people about this (laughs) I need to hear from people. (laughs) Let us know. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, we hope you did. Uh, leave us a five-star review. That would be really awesome. We would appreciate that. Um, you can uh, go to newworldpicturespodcast.com. You can see all of our episodes and our merch. We have t-shirts and stuff for sale if you're interested. And we will see you next time on another Febcessed episode, at least for this month, of the New World Pictures Podcast. Bye, everybody. The movements you will see on this tape are very fluid and easy. So let's begin. I have a little routine that helps me to swing into action each morning. After I get out of the shower, I give myself a mini massage with aloe lotion. By doing this massage every day, I am literally staying in touch with my body.